as though he had been a tree. "'Your mamma seems friendlier,' said Sophie, meaning she appears to detest me less than formerly. She tugged at the bedclothes. Gray grumbled good-naturedly, but ceded her a further hand's breadth of coverlet. Perhaps time or absence has reconciled her to your unfortunate choice of bride. Gray, tucked up behind her, shifted slightly so as to kiss the top of her left ear. I hope she may be sincere, Cariad, for your sake, he said, meaning she suspected, I hope she may be sincere, but I should be surprised to find her so. Or perhaps this was only the effect of her own deep caution with respect to her mother-in-law. And she mentioned to me after dinner, Sophie went on, that your brother Alan went up to Oxford in the autumn at last and is reading alchemy at Plato College. Does not that sound as though he were turning out rather better than you feared? It does, said Gray, for which I thank all the gods, for I have not the least idea to which of them thanks may be owed in this case. Now, why should she have told you that, I wonder? Gray. Sophie's attempt at a reproachful tone ran afoul of a strong urge to laugh, and Gray kissed her ear again and drew her closer. She wriggled round to face him, laid a hand on his cheek, and said seriously, If your mamma is inclined to be conciliating, love, I do not mean to look a gift horse in the mouth. Of course you do not, said Gray, with a fond smile, just visible in the cool glow of the mage lights they had called to light them to bed. And may it so continue. Sophie drew breath to ask him what he meant. He tilted his head and kissed her, however, and she forgot her question entirely. The marshals of Dinedin were not by nature early risers, but the arrival at their door of morning tea, heralded as of old by Daisy's quiet knock, together with a suite of morning noises quite different from those of Quarry Close or of a country inn-yard, brought them down to breakfast at an hour which even Jenny, surely, could not consider excessively late. Mrs. Marshall, it appeared, was yet abed, and though neither was so ill-judged as to say anything about it, Sophie did not think she was imagining the look of relief that crossed Gray's face, mirroring her own feelings upon finding his mother absent from the breakfast-table. The conversation was at first general and perfectly ordinary, but partook of an ease and candour which had been altogether absent from the dinner-table on the previous afternoon. Mr. Fowler soon afterward appeared, and by degrees the conversation took a more political turn. First to a dispatch from one of Lord Kirkabut's agents in the duchies, which reported that the local lord was recruiting foot-soldiers on behalf of some unknown person, improbably styled Imperator Gallia, or Emperor of Gaul, which occasioned much discussion and not a little scoffing. And then, by way of the marshal's impressions of Lucia's state of mind when last seen, to the Kirgabut household's latest news of Roland. Prince Roland, said Miss Price unexpectedly, hopes that Lucia McNeil's conversation may be more livelier than her letters. Does he? said Sophie, frowning. What could this signify? Mrs. Marshall's arrival in the breakfast-room necessitated a change of subject, which, fortunately or unfortunately, she herself provided, by turning to Sophie with an expectant expression and announcing, "'You must tell us all about Dinedin and the Alban Princess.' Lord Kirgabut and Mr. Fowler exchanged a look, and rapidly, though very civilly, took their leave. "'Graham is a most unsatisfactory correspondent,' Mrs. Marshall continued, oblivious, "'though I suppose there cannot be very much to relate "'when all of one's time is spent amongst piles of dusty books. "'Now that you are come back, however, "'I hope you may be able to persuade him to put them aside "'and go out into society from time to time "'so as to make the best of your visit.' "Mamma," said Jenny in a tone of gentle reproof, "'which Mrs. Marshall entirely ignored. 
Gray said nothing. Sophie swallowed her outrage, reminding herself that her mother-in-law, for sound political reasons, did not and could not know the true tale of their first year in Dunedin, nor understand how near she had come to losing her second son for good and all. "'I believe, ma'am,' she said, when she felt able once more to speak without fatally offending her listener, "'we may expect to enjoy a good deal more society during Lucia McNeil's visit than ever in our lives before, and I assure you,' she added with a smile, "'that I shall be more than satisfied to return to my dusty books at the end of it.' She had meant it as a rebuff, if a gentle one. Mrs. Marshall, however, seemed not to hear it as such, for she said, "'Tell me, my dear,' Is it true that the Alban princess walks about Dinedin unescorted and plays at being a student? Gray's head rose sharply, his eyes narrowing. Lucia McNeil does not play at anything she does, Mamma, he said. She is not a student at present, but she is certainly a scholar, a very